Hello, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino, and I am Matt Williamson. I've been digging in heavy this week. Senior Bowl coverage, I am not down there, but they have all the practices on NFL Plus, and then there's recap shows, and I've been reading all kinds of evaluations, and people are down there and talking to people. So the Thursday practice, which is the biggest one, for those of you who don't know, they practice... They go in, they get weighed and stuff on Monday. There's medicals, things like that nature, interviews, things like that. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is practice. And what you want to see from a lot of these guys is improvement over that time. So I am recording this as the first Thursday practice is basically kicking off. They're stretching as I'm recording this, honestly. So I don't know what happened Thursday. Um, most, a very high percentage, this might shock some of you, of the NFL folks leave after the second Thursday practice. They don't stick around Friday, which is just a walkthrough. Saturday's the game. They watch it. I don't know if they watch it on TV, but they watch the All-22. So people are in town, usually fly in Monday, leave Thursday night. The <laughs> The airports are funny because it's a small little mobile airport, and it's all NFL people at the same time. So everybody's getting in at the same time, more or less, and everyone's definitely leaving at the same time. But anyway, uh, that's been my experience. I haven't been there in a while, but it's a good experience. So there's some names I want to talk to you guys about that are very Steeler relevant. And I want to start with two wide receivers. And um, Michigan State, Jaden Reed has been tearing it up through two practices. And I'm sure some of you guys watch Big Ten football, but he has been very quick, an exceptional route runner. They they don't run 40s there, but they clock your speed on the field miles per hour. And as of yesterday, he had the the best miles per hour. He was he hit the 20 mark, so he was the fastest guy they recorded at the whole at the whole event. Um, so he can move. He's he's not huge. He can play inside and out. He is a vertical threat, but he can nickel and dime you as well. I'm thinking he's a, probably not going to hit the second round, but I'm thinking he's probably a third round type of guy. But that's still to be determined, which I think is when the Steelers will probably start start thinking about a wide out, depending how free agency in the first couple picks go, of course. But he's a good fit, and I, I like everything I've seen about him. He's feisty. He's tough. He's explosive. And if you look at his numbers, I guess Michigan State this year was a disaster. Because two years ago, if you remember, they were very dependent when, when Hayward was there, actually. They were very dependent on Walker, the running back that went in the second round to Seattle. He moved on. Hayward moved on. And their offense was a disaster this year. But two years ago, when those guys were still there, Reed had a really good year. And I think that's more who he is. And that's what he's showing in Mobile. Another guy that's kind of had a checkered career is Michael Wilson. He's six one and a half, two hundred sixteen pounds, and I mention that because there's a lot of small, thin receivers in this class, and that is not him at all. He went to Stanford. He doesn't have a lot of tape at Stanford because he's had some injuries, and that obviously will be something that people need to look into. I mean, his combine and medicals will be important. But boy, he looks good right now. And what I love about him is he's physical as could be. He's known as, I haven't watched his special team tape, but he's known as an excellent special teamer, which I love seeing that out of wide receivers. And he only had 26 catches last year. Again, their offense was far from great as well. I think he's a better pro than college player. And you know he's probably a third, fourth round type of guy. Michael Wilson from Stanford would fit in here really well. 
So yesterday I told you guys about the Ohio State ginormous t- tackle, J- or D- D- DeWand Jones. I always have a hard time pronouncing his front name, first name for some reason. But here's what this guy did. He claims, I'm not saying he's making it up because I would do the same thing, I think. But he did not practice Wednesday. I don't think he's going to practice the rest of the week because he's, quote, under the weather. He's ill. He might be. I'm not saying he, sh- he isn't. But this is a smart move by him and his agent. He comes in. He's the talk of the town because his weigh-in is going to be unbelievable. And exactly it was. He has a great first practice. And then he says, drops a mic and walks off stage. I'm done. I showed you guys all I need to show you. I, I'm, I'm walking out on a high note. I don't want pass rushers to change their strategy against me. Or maybe I get exposed with something I didn't like. I, I put enough on tape and enough in the weigh-ins that I improve my stock. Boom, I'm done. So, no more to report on him other than that. And then the other guy I told you about was John Michael Schmitz, the cor- uh, the center from Minnesota, and he just continues to impress. So I-, I think he might even be consideration with the first pick in the second round, certainly the Steelers' second pick in the second round. He's a really good player, and I'm falling in love with him quickly. So Daniel Jeremiah, he mocked Cyrus Torrance, the guard from Florida. He's also a behemoth. Uh, 6'5", 337, to the Steelers in the first round with the 17th pick. I've told you over and over, I don't like that. I'm not drafting a guard. I want to draft tackles and center. You know, I want centers and tackles. But Torrance might be the best player at the Senior Bowl. I mean, you can't go through him. When he gets his mitts on you, it's over. He has long arms for a guard. He's strictly a guard, but I see the allure, and I'm sure DJ just wanted to get this guy in the first round. He has a really good chance to be the first anyone drafted from the Senior Bowl. Um, sticking with his offensive line theme, Darnell Wright is a tackle at Tennessee, 6'5", 342. He also is huge. He's got really long arms, great wingspan. He can sink. I mean, he can recover. He moves really well. He really does well in run drills. Um, 42 career starts for the Volunteers. And he played right tackle, left tackle, guard. He had a great battle in the bowl game against Brian Breesey, who's going to be a first-round pick. And he did better than anyone in the last two years against Will Anderson, who's going to be a top-four pick guaranteed. The only question I have with him is some people say he's a right tackle only, even though he's played guard and left tackle at Tennessee. If he can play the left side, I'm highly, highly interested in Darnell Wright. So that still needs to be determined, and I'll be on top of that, of course. Um, some less, lesser-known dudes. You probably watched the national title game. TCU got demolished. But one of their best prospects is Steve Avilia. He's a little over 6'3", 331 pounds. Considered a guard, he was a great guard for TCU, and he also is a mauler, brutal, nasty, but they're playing him at center some at Senior Bowl, which is one of the great things about Senior Bowl is they'll they'll, they'll, they'll do other things with people. If he proves that he could be a center, I would put him behind Schmitz, but high on the list, and and then, of course, if one of your guards gets hurt, maybe he ends up there, but he's an interior offensive lineman. If he proves that he's comfortable at center, I'm really interested in Steve Avilia. Really interesting story here is North Dakota State. His name's Cody Mock, and he came to North Dakota State as a big quarterback slash tight end, and they just kept putting weight on him, putting weight on him. Now he's a smidge under 6'5", 305, and he was a really good left tackle for them. He's got short arms, 
Nobody thinks he's going to be a tackle. But he was really successful at guard in, at the Senior Bowl at practice. And then they moved him to center yesterday. If he can do that, again, I'm interested. Like Avelia. Sometimes they create centers in Mobile. And Mock is considered super tough, smart. He, unlike Avelia, I mean, he is a movement guy. He's a get-to-the-second-level can he stay low enough to stay on the inside? That needs to be determined for a 6'5 dude. But he has this super long, bright red hair. He's missing teeth. Like, you can't miss this guy. He's not fat at all. He looks like a former tight end. He, he's a crowd favorite, to say the least. Um, I got another small school guy here. Chattanooga's McClendon Curtis is also a big body dude. 6'5", 331. He was a really good tackle, but at Chattanooga. So they're mostly repping him at guard, but I wonder if he could stay outside. And I want to watch his feet at the combine. McClendon Curtis, he has long arms, 35-inch arms, 84-inch wingspan, huge hands, 6'5", 331. He's probably a mid-round pick, but if he shows that he's light enough at his feet, I would love to throw him in the mix as maybe just your sixth guy or developmental dude, potential tackle. So those are some receivers and linemen to look at. We'll take a quick break, and I got some other positions to highlight here as well. I've been enjoying my senior bowl coverage. I keep telling him, and it's blowing me away, that this is a really good corner draft. There's not the stud at the top, but it is deep. And unlike the receiver group, they all have size. I mean, they're all long, six-foot dudes. So Stanford has a dude, Caillou Blue Kelly. And he's six-foot, 193. And here's what's interesting. He's a good-looking prospect. But you might remember his dad, Brian Kelly, was a corner for the Bucks. Well, he was he played for the Bucks between 1998 and 2007. Well, you know who Brian Kelly's position coach was with Tampa Bay? Mike Tomlin. Ah, there we go. Caillou Blue Kelly, I think, has a really good chance of being a Steeler. And this dude has great anticipation. Um, he broke up three passes. He intercepted a pass yesterday that would have went for a pick six. He jogged the ball out from a running back. I mean, he made so many plays, and I'm sure him and coach are chatting it up on the field as well. I mean, so he knows his dad. We know how the Steelers operate. I remember the name Caillou Blue Kelly. I mean, he, I think he's got a really good chance to be a Steeler. Another dude I didn't know anything about is Keydron Smith from Kentucky. You don't see him in these top 10 corner lists, but he's 6'1 with these super long arms, and he just keeps showing up too. I'm not seeing receivers beat him at all. So just another example of the depth at this position. And that goes for South Carolina's Darius Rush as well. If you're paying attention to the draft, Cam Smith is a corner at South Carolina, teammate of Rush. And he's going to go in the first round. He may even be the Steelers pick in the first round. Cam Smith, good player, but he's not down there. His partner in crime, Darius Rush, is. And he had an interception the first day, almost had another one yesterday. 
He's forcing incompletions like crazy. The people that charted that said that he's the top on the list in terms of forcing incompletions. Great route rec- recognition. Nasty. Runs well. Um, impressive dude. He also 6'5 and a half, 196 long. And, you know, when you play opposite a star, people throw your way. So there's a lot of tape of this guy to watch. Um, another name I think is really interesting is Riley Moss of Iowa. He also, as as usual, good size, 6'0, 192. He can fly. I mean, he is long and fast. Um, some have talked about him maybe being a safety because there might be some stiffness with his hips and opening and all those type of things. But he is long and fast and showing up really well in Mobile right now. So just another mid-round corner that's appealing. Um, Wanted to talk about this guy real quick too. Keanu Benton from Wisconsin. 6'4", 312 pounds, defensive tackle. For the Steelers, he's more nose than end, if you're looking at their interior. He kind of looks like Tyson Alualu to me in terms of body type. He is powerful. He is hard to move. He can run well enough. He gets a push in one-on-one drills. He is a decent pass rusher. I think he could be a potential second-round pick for the Steelers, the later version. I think you'd love to get him in the third. He's the type of guy that just lasts in the league a long time and is hard to play against down after down. Maybe plays 40, 50 snaps a game for you. Doesn't have to leave the field on passing downs, but he does the dirty work and he is a tough dude. Like him a lot. Um, A couple linebackers. Linebackers aren't really on my radar. As I told you, I I think you go outside the organization and pay for one. But Cincinnati... um, Ivan Pace is making plays left and right. He's a really good blitzer. Shorter, he's just a little over 5'10", 231 pounds. But some of these guys he's running hit linebackers really show up in practice. You have to be a little worried. You have to be cautious because that setting fits them well, playing in space. But you might have watched some Cincinnati games this year. I don't know. Um, But Ivan Pace Jr. has been getting off blocks, getting downhill. He's been really impressive. Washington State has a similar linebacker who's a little under 6'1", 230 pounds, Diane Henley. Um, he's the first two days of practice. He just keeps showing up in a big way. Uh, people keep calling him an alpha dog out there, matching up with running backs really, really well. This guy is a wide receiver turned linebacker. You, you don't see that very often. So he's still a work in progress, but boy, his this setting is fitting Diane Henley really well. Um, another small school guy, Jackson State, Aubrey Miller. He is making big time splash plays. You know, he's did really well in the one on ones. He takes on blocks, and you hear it. I mean, like he smacks dudes coming downhill. He's he's only five eleven and a half, two hundred twenty nine pounds. But I'm talking. I think these guys are mid round dudes. Maybe you nab one of these three in the fourth or fifth round. Come in as a special teamer. A lot of electricity to them as well. So I could see that as a potential spot for the Steelers to grab a linebacker, depending how free agency goes. And I mentioned that Torrance, the guard from Florida, was probably the highest drafted dude there, probably the best guy in Mobile right now. And I know the Steelers aren't going to be taking a first-round tight end, but Oregon State's Luke Musgrave, to me, watching the, the practices is wow. I mean, relatively speaking, he looks like 
George Kittle or Kelsey out there. I mean, just the way he runs through the secondary with these long strides, big-bodied guy, super smooth, explosive, only played two games before getting hurt this year, but Musgrave is a wow player. I mean, I, he's not going to end up on the Steelers, folks, but I just wanted to mention him because he is showing up in a big way and could be first tight end off the board. It's a really good tight end class. I don't know if he'll go before the Steelers pick. That's probably a bit ambitious, but you'd love to see that because then another guy falls. So I've been enjoying my senior bowl coverage. That's what I got for you guys today. Some names I'm sure a lot of you guys didn't know, but wouldn't be shocked if one or two of those that I mentioned end up in black and gold next year. So over and out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.